Hi everyone, my name is Rod Jans, and you're listening to the Get Inspired Talks podcast. For this episode of the Get Inspired Talks podcast, we visit with Adrian Starks. Adrian is a motivational speaker, author, coach, and he helps individuals overcome obstacles by searching, believing, and conditioning themselves to act upon their winning potential. He helps people become unstuck in their lives and to grow forward in order to create the life they truly want and believe they can experience. Adrian loves to read, write, learn, be with nature, exercise, spend time with family and good friends. He loves to challenge himself. As we'll hear in this episode, he loves archery, tennis, travel, bowling, conversations, being quiet, and to eat healthy and delicious food. Adrian dislikes arguments, rude people, dishonesty, lack of follow-through, prejudice, or any type of discrimination. And he also dislikes too much profanity. It was a real pleasure to talk with Adrian, and I think you're going to be inspired by the conversation that we have. Now, please help me welcome Adrian Starks to the Get Inspired Talks podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Get Inspired Talks. On the line with me, as you heard in the introduction, is Adrian Starks. Welcome to Get Inspired Talks, Adrian. Thanks so much, Ron. Let me tell you, it is an honor to be here. Hey, it's it's an honor to, to have you here. And we first met at a at a networking meeting, and uh, I was really intrigued by your story. And you you told a story about where you went and spoke somewhere, and the results that you got, and you let us in a little bit on on uh, on what you do. I, I want to ask you in a sec about your upbringing, but before we, I mean, we've just given you an introduction, but still, in your own words, maybe just tell us what what it is that you do. So I'm a motivational speaker, I'm an author, and I'm a coach, and I teach people how to overcome obstacles in their life by helping them to search, believe, condition themselves to act upon their winning potential. So I love to help people get unstuck. And also too, if they're feeling unsure or uncertain, they're facing a different transition in their life or a different direction, I'm the person that helps get them moving into that direction. Great. The, um, so one question that we ask all of our guests is what in your youth, your teenage years prepared you for what you're what you're doing today, what was your upbringing like? My upbringing was really good, actually. You know, I came from a middle-class family, and um, education was the pillar of everything. You know, learning as much as we could and making sure that we were responsible. We were taught to be very independent. And I can say that I was one of those kids growing up that I was kind of a rebel in a sense. You know, I did what I wanted to do. I got in trouble for talking too much in schools. Imagine that, talking too much. <laughs> And uh, my upbringing was really well, but I grew up in an environment where both mother and father are present, but at the same time, they taught me all about the power of individuality, really being able to step out and not be afraid to be yourself and to be a respectful person based on integrity and value. Mm. So just reading through your bio and that sort of thing, there must have been some challenges along the way. And, uh, you know, tell us about Champion Up. Where did the idea come from and and how did you get into what you're doing today? All right. Well, Champion Up was developed about two years ago. Um, It was an ideology that I thought of, but that sprung from uh, really a a challenging moment in my life. About four years ago, I went through an unexpected divorce and it brought me to my knees to the point to where I was stuck. And the only way to remove myself was thinking about suicide. And a lot of people go through this um, or that thought of that process. And from that moment, I knew I needed to get help. And it wasn't about taking my life, but it was more about what could I do to give my life to something? 
And it all sparked from a conversation I had with my brother one evening when I was just really distressed. Gave me a man's name, Les Brown, and that was the end of it. <laughs> and, you know, I heard that quote, he says, you know, when life knocks you down, land on your back, because if you can look up, you can get up. <laughs> and I was on a bus when I heard that. And uh, you know, I was looking up and I saw this flickering light bulb and I had an epiphany. I thought about Thomas Edison um, and how many times he had failed. And I thought about my failure at this moment in time. And I remembered a nickname, the champ. It just sprung up in my head. And then I thought about my years as being called the champ by my uncle. And I realized that I was a champ. I was not going to give up. And from that moment on, I looked into the research of champion and what that meant and why did my uncle call me a champ? I even called him and asked him why. And he said, because you had optimism, you had resilience, you didn't give up, you were always creative, you pushed for everything. And I said, why did I lose that? And so I had spent many of my years people pleasing. I became a master at that, giving everyone what they wanted, but I didn't give myself anything that I needed. And I found myself failing over and over again uh, in finances, um, in personal relationships. And I just said enough was enough, Rod, you know, that I had to find a way to break this behavior, the cycle of losing. And so I thought about how could I give my life to a cause that would help other people get out of the stuck position that they're in in life? Because that gave me what I call the goal, the G-O-A-L, get out and live factor. And when I had this big goal, it removed me from my tunnel of darkness, that tunnel of fear that I talk about. It gave me a direction to go. And then I said, okay, if I'm serving people, how do I serve them and what can I deliver? And I thought about the champion message. And I realized that champions, through a lot of research, and I'm a voracious reader, by the way, champions are not what we think they are. We think they're only athletes. They're just competitive people. But champion belongs to the human being who has a vision, an idea, a dream. And if they happen to be an athlete, great. They could be a business person. They could be a mother, a father, a student. Whatever your vision may be, if you're willing to go through the obstacles and to keep going and growing through it, then you're going to be that champion in your life. I know you help people with uh, depression. When you went through your divorce, was that a factor in your, in your own life as well? Absolutely. It was a huge factor for me. And it led me to many doubts, uh, self-doubt being the worst of all doubts. And it really um, hindered upon my performance when it came to work. During that time, I was working a nine to five and job and it impacted how I was at work. You know, you're in that moment where everyone's talking, but yet you don't understand what they're saying. <laughs> That's how I was every single day. And I just lost myself. And I found that when we lose ourselves is when we're really truly close to finding something out about ourselves. But a lot of people don't get to that point because they're so scared and so painful. They want to just move away from it completely. And so, yes, I was depressed. And anything that I touched, it was more of like I was that melancholy type of person. You know, it could be a sunny day and I would still see the clouds. You know, someone could say, oh, this has happened. I would say, so what? You know, and I realized that was not part of my nature. It's not part of human nature to walk around like that all the time. What was the main thing that helped you? What helped you get, get over that? resources, you know, finding things out from certain people, coaches, you know, mentors, you know, reading, going to events. I began to just put myself out there in the midst of everything. I mean, I would drive from Seattle to Vancouver, you know, every month to go to speaking events, to hear people talk. 
And I met a mentor in Vancouver and that person continued to work with me over time to hone my speaking skills and to help me with my message. And that's what got me through was being able to grow through that situation and not saying that the situation is bigger than me, but, but I need to become bigger than the situation. There's so many, th there's so many things you've already said that I'd love to go <laughs> to unpack. <laughs> I, I want to come back to depression. Let's, let's come back to that in a little bit. Cause that's a, that's a subject that's, that's near and dear to my heart. It's something that I, I deal with from time to time. And um, you mentioned you love helping people get unstuck. What is it that you, <laughs> what is it that you love about it? And what do you feel is one of the keys to getting unstuck when someone is stuck? Well, I love it because to human being, we're so autonomous. I mean, we have the ability to change our lives just like that. But unfortunately, we have a blockage in our brain going on. That's called fear. And the brain is functioning the way it's been functioning for the last six years, protecting us. And when we get stuck, we think that something's going to hurt us even further. So I love seeing people's eyes open up when they realize that, yes, your heart is still beating. It only beats for you, not beating for anyone else. And yes, the world is still spinning right now. Yes, there are people still smiling. So you need to get in on this party and get away from this other part of you that you don't want to be connected to. So I love helping the spirit, the human person, come alive and live the life that they deserve to truly live. And that is a life of value, fulfillment, and achievement. And I love the saying that you had there too, get out and live. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know in myself, uh, I feel some resistance to actually living sometimes, you know, like, what do you think that's, what's that all about? Because <laughs> I know I'm not alone. You're not alone, you know, and I felt that way many times. Is it times. fear again? Or is it something else? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that the reason why people don't want to get involved in living is because they have forgotten their meaning. And the meaning of you is you being here. Right now you have something that no one else has. That's a unique fingerprint. You know, we say DNA molecular structure. And I see DNA, here comes another acronym for you. Destiny needs acceptance. Your destiny needs acceptance. That's your DNA. And when we realize that we are not going to be like everyone else and that we don't have to share the same ideologies everyone else so we're not going to have the same happiness as everyone else but that we can create value and happiness in our life by looking at what is meaningful to us i realize that life to me it's not about finding your purpose it's finding a way to be purposeful to life life has already given us life it doesn't need to give us anything more you know but what we have to do is find a way to navigate ourselves through here and it's just part of human nature to get lost i mean we're here to do three things we're here to learn we're here to grow and we're here to express ourselves, however that may be for anyone. And reality is that a lot of people don't get to the expression part because they're not learning that their obstacles or challenges are ways of helping them grow because we are designed to go through some stress. Our bodies are built for stress and we have to start really allowing ourselves to work our courage muscles daily. This is good stuff. I like everything that you're saying. I think sometimes when you when you hear, you know, off the top, someone says, oh, he's a motivational speaker, that we're just going to hear the same old kind of stuff. But I'm hearing some deeper kind of uh, approaches to things. And I, I really, I really like what you've, you've had to say so far. I got to, I got to go back and just mention too, that it must have been 25 years ago that through a networking group that I was a part of, I had a, a Les Brown tape. And I can't remember what it was 
<laughs> about that tape, but I, I just remember it was great. And I remember that I played it over and over again. I just can't remember exactly what it is that, that he said, but I think his energy and everything was probably, was probably quite contagious. I, you know, I love the fact that you said to motivational speaker, because many people have tagged me as motivational speaker, which is, you know, it's fine. Um, inspirational speaker, transformational speaker. I consider myself like potpourri. I'm a little bit of everything. You know, you really can't just tell what flavor I am. Um, and the reality is that I wanted it to be that way because I've always been very deep, uh, philosophical. I'm a poet as well. I'm a writer. So I do bring a different element to the motivational world, which is what I want to do. I told someone, I said, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to bring the roof down because I'm going to be someone that's going to be really different and that can bridge the gap between the young generation, the older generation, and bring us to the middle where we can all be with each other as champions. And I didn't want to be the cliche like, oh, yeah, you can do it, you know, because we hear that all the time. And it's like, no, people know they can do it. The question is, why do they not want to do it? That's where I'm at right now. Why do you not want to do it? And how can I get you to exercise that winning potential inside of you to help you to see that you deserve and you must do it because you have a sacred birthright to be on this planet? And if you don't use that, then it's going to be a waste to you and to anyone else that could benefit from your presence. We need more people to show up and champion up to their lives. You mentioned you deserve. So I think, do you think worthiness is a lot of, is a, do you think a lot of people struggle with worthiness? Could that be another sort of reason what, what, or another thing that's holding people, holding people back? Absolutely, because a lot of people feel unworthy, you know, uh, when it comes to unworthy of love unworthy of care, unworthy of attention. And the thing is that we have to start getting back to not being, here's the thing too, we, we put a lot of negative connotations with things. People say, well, don't be selfish. The world doesn't revolve around you. you know. And so we've been trained to think outside of ourselves. And reality is no, we need to be more self-focused and say that yes, I am worthy. I'm not gonna stay in this particular relationship that's abusive to me emotionally, physically, or mentally. I'm not gonna keep this friend around that keeps talking negative about everything else in my life. I'm not gonna to continue to be negative toward myself. That's saying that I'm accepting my worthiness. And it's only there when you begin to realize that you're present and you're worthy that you can begin to invest in yourself. People don't invest because they don't feel they're worthy of the investments. So they find ways to keep themselves busy, 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 doing everything else except for the major thing that counts most. And that is investing in their time, in their energy, and most importantly, in their mentality of being here. When we met a few weeks ago, you mentioned that you were in a high school and had some great results. And you were speaking on depression there, I think. And, and you mentioned that it's your mission to eradicate, eradicate depression. I love your spirit. I, I love that mission. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about what happened in the high school, what you talked about, and, and what, what sort of impact your talk had? Yeah, actually, it was one of a call. It was a college, actually. Too. A college, okay. I speak at both high schools and colleges, but it was a college. And they walked in. I walked in. They thought the same thing. Motivational speaker. Oh, here we go. Those eyes started rolling. <laughs> and let me tell you, I was like, all right, I'm up for a challenge today. These kids are going to give me something really uh, difficult. But as I started speaking, I could see their hearts open. And my goal is to work from the heart to the head. I don't go from the head to the heart. I go from the heart to the head. And I wanted to reach them in a way that they knew that I saw them. They knew that I could, I could sense them. And there was a, actually a few students who ran out of the classroom. Kid you not, they ran out of the classroom. And I was like, oh, my talk is that bad, huh? <laughs> but they came back. And later on, I found out 
that they were going to tell their next professor that they were going to be late because they needed to stay for this talk. And that to me showed me that I was onto something. Because like, if we can get the young children's or adults' attention, then we can really make an impact. And yes, you are right. I'm a crazy guy. I'm crazy in love with life. And when I say I'm going to eradicate depression and suicide, I mean it. My goal is to have Champion Up touch all seven continents, reach every heart, mind, and spirit. And I will not stop until that happens. Bottom line. That's great. And, and when I first met you too, I knew you'd be an excellent guest for Get Inspired Talks because <laughs> I mean, we're looking for people that want to, that have your spirit, that have your enthusiasm, that want to make that kind of, of uh, societal change. And, you know, just speaking of society, I don't know what the exact statistics are, but I know that uh, uh, depression and suicide are probably at the worst levels that they've ever been that we've, I, I don't know if it's just because we're more aware of it or whatever, but it, I, I have a feeling that, uh, it really is an, an, an epidemic right now. Maybe you could just touch on that a little bit. Absolutely. And you're right. It is because we are, we are aware of it right now. And according to World Health Organization, there's over 300 million people who are suffering from depression worldwide. Um, of that number, 800,000 are committing suicide. And that happens to be the second leading cause of death in the ages of 15 to 29. So it is an epidemic. It's a huge concern. And I also learned that loneliness is an epidemic now which is tagged to depression. And so we are facing a time now where we're being bombarded with so much information, things are moving so fast. If people don't have a sense of where they are and where they wanna go, they're gonna get caught up in this world, man, this complete pandemonium. They're gonna feel lost. They're gonna feel unsure and uncertain. And this causes detachment. This causes detachment away from loved ones, detachment away from yourself because you're trying to hide. You don't wanna get hit by anything. And this is something that we need to really focus on as a society because what's interesting is that we're improving everything except for the human emotion. We've got everything going on. I love that. But it's human emotion that drives creativity. It's human emotion that drives the power of change in this world. You know, Mahat Gandhi, uh, the great spiritual uh, leader, Gandhi, he said that we must be the change we want to see in the world. And when I first read this quote, it made me think we must be the change. The first thing that most people think is, well, the world needs to change. People need to change. But unless we change how we perceive our world and how we deal with it, the world will not change. It will only change based on your perception. Uh, let's go back to, to also the statement you made about purpose. Can we, can we just revisit that for a second? I, I just think as you're talking, I'm thinking that purpose gives us hope right? Mm -hmm. um, but it, you're, you're right. Like, I know it's something I've, again, sorry to talk about myself, but it, it, in a sense, maybe it's the best thing. It's the best way to approach it rather than saying those people, right? It's just, I'll just be honest and authentic and say, <laughs> these are things that I struggle. I, I, I have struggled and worked with coaches and all that kind of stuff to find my purpose. Mm -hmm. um, but I like what you said. You said something along the lines of it's more important to uh, be purposeful or could you just say that again? Yes. I thought that was really helpful. Yeah. Thank you, Rada. Um, so for years I've been asking the question, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? What is my purpose? What is my, it's like a broken record player, right? I was asking this when I was like a teenager and I got mad because <laughs> yeah, I wasn't it kind of depressing, can it? It can be kind of depressing yeah. and, and make you angry when you can't really, you can't really 
decide on something or it's, it becomes sort of an if only, if only I knew my purpose, then I would be happy and I'd know what direction to go. So sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, 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 you're all right, right? This is a great conversation. I love this. <laughs> this is fun. Um, and it's just like, well, I see it. It's just like happiness. People say, well, where's my happiness? Happiness is a byproduct of successful activity that you're doing along the way of being purposeful. So when we have a purpose, purposeful state of being, meaning that each day we know, I know why I'm here. I know what I'm doing today. I know what I'm doing for the world. That's purpose. When you walk to someone and you shake their hand and you smile and you know your purpose because you're comfortable doing that. People have to understand that it's not about finding your purpose. Just like people say, well, find your greatness. You know, I love the word greatness, but I saw a young guy the other day. I'm going to go off on a tangent here because I do this because I love to talk. <laughs> he had a shirt saying chasing, chasing greatness. And I almost had to stop and just, I wanted to say something to him, but I said, no, he's wearing a positive shirt, <laughs> so I will let it be. But chasing things, we, we, we're chasing something, we're not going to catch up to it. We have to be in the act of creating something. Can't chase greatness. You know, I think Horace Mann said that if someone's seeking greatness, let them ask for truth. It is there, they will find both. And when we find our truth, Meaning that what is meaningful to us? What do you like to do when there's no money attached to it? When there's no fear attached to it? When there's no criticisms attached to it? What do you like to do that if no one's watching you, you got a smile on your face? You know, tomorrow I'm going to do uh, my archery class. I love bow and archery. But it's not with animals, so anybody watching this. <laughs> it's just up against targets in the wall, okay? But I love that. And that's me with one of my instructors because it gives me a peace of mind. But I also use that as a means of looking at my life. What am I looking at strategically? What am I aiming at? What am I practicing towards? That's what I mean by purpose. And we realize that we are more than just a mother and a father. We're more than just a teacher. We're more than just a student. We're more than just a son. We are a powerful force. And I say that we should go from human being to human becoming. There should be a transition going on because we're in the being, but we need to work on providing our purpose to the world. The world's just waiting on us to show up. So that's what I mean by being purposeful. Excellent. And I just want to give you an opportunity to give us a few tips. And uh, if, you, if you don't mind, just teach us a little bit to share something with us uh, from your area of, of expertise. We'll give, All right. you, give you the floor. We'll give you the mic. Just go for it. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I talk a lot about self-reliance, fear, being stuck, depressed. And I realize all these are common themes that happens to a person who doesn't have a lot of direction. And so the first step is I would tell anyone is to start having a morning and evening routine. We hear this a lot from other speakers, but you got to start your day off in a certain way that's meaningful to you. And you've got to end your day off in a certain way that's meaningful to you. Case in point, you wake up in the morning, what are you grateful for, first of all? You gotta be grateful to be alive, that's important. You know, you get 24 hours in a day, but they're not all guaranteed. That's why I have a smile on my face right now. And then two, you gotta decide in the morning, what can you do to prep yourself to take on your day? You know, the Romans say, carpe diem, you know, seize your day. And I always say, you know, you gotta go out and create your day. What do you wanna create today? Have that on your mind. What are you looking to do today? and exercise daily. This is important for us to know, and I think that a lot of people are not touching base on this because 
We want to perform well, but we can't perform well if we do not feel well. Your body is in a state of motion all the time. Right now, your blood's flowing. But when we become stagnant, so do our ideas. So do our thoughts. And each day, you should be doing some type of activity, whether it be at you know, the gym, running, brisk walk, getting fresh air. There's studies out there showing that people who are outside with nature more, they find more ideas. There's some connection between us and trees and life. I won't get woo-woo on you guys here, but there is a connection. So being outside more. And evening, how are you ending your evenings? Are you watching news on TV? Because if you do that, your brain is a database and it's always storing information to validate what your current story is. So if you're in a state of fear and you watch something on the news, when you go to sleep at night, your brain will consolidate short, long-term memories and it'll say, okay, I got it. I got the story for you to have a great, fearful day tomorrow. Can't wait to show you this one. To get plenty of sleep, that's also important, I tell people. You know, sleep is very important for us to be able to uh, balance out our emotions and our hormones. Um, and I would say read daily, something positive, optimistic for about 15 minutes. The average American they're saying right now reads, well, because I'm in the States, uh, they read one to two books per year. One to two books per year. You know, not to impress you guys, but to impress upon you, I read close to two books a week because I'm constantly feeding myself with things that I want to use to go out and here in the world and say, hey, not with me. You may be scared, but I'm not. You may be saying this is not gonna work, but I know it can work. I've got all this information from other people that have told me it can work. And I would say, so having a morning ritual that you do to set your day in motion, having an evening ritual that you do, not to watch any news at night, to read something at night, um, to meditate or to take deep breaths, whatever you choose to do to exercise daily, and also to, to be mindful of your inner dialogue. Because we have a way of saying things to ourselves without even knowing it. We become masters of that, <laughs> you know? And whenever you feel down about something, ask yourself, why do you feel down about it? You know, if you're feeling unsure, why do you feel unsure? If someone irritates you, I just had this conversation with my brother the other day, because I help him too with his things. And I said, well, if someone irritates you, you gotta ask yourself, why did they irritate you? What made them irritate you? What about that person, that conversation? And so then you become this person that you examine yourself daily. Being a champion is not easy, but it's not impossible. It's, it's just a conditioning process of your habits and behaviors. And, that, and the tip I would tell people too is to have a calendar, a written calendar, write things down and check them off throughout the day. That way, you know you're going in a certain direction. Most people get lost because they have no calendar. They just go wherever the wind blows. And that creates anxiety that creates exhaustion, that creates a feeling of a lack of time, because it's not lack of time, it's how we use our time. That's what makes us feel exhausted. This, I hope this, this isn't a curveball for you, but I, I, that, and that's all great, thank you. That's really, I love that, it's good stuff. I can see how all of those things are really help someone, you know, having, struggling myself with depression once in a while, I can see how all of those things would, are, are helpful. And, um, you know, I have a, I have a a morning routine that I, I hardly ever, ever vary from. And a lot of those things that you mentioned are, are all a part of that. And I find it to be, to be really helpful. Um, it was funny, like this fall, I was, I was exercising a little bit less or I missed a few days of exercise and I was, you know, feeling a little bit blue and I'm like, what's going on? And it's, I just thought, well, I haven't gone for a good long walk in, in a few days. <laughs> So I got out and did that, you know, and, and walking so awesome. You get out there, you do those, 
the things that you talked about, connecting with nature, it all happens when you walk, you're exercising, getting endorphins going, connecting with nature, all of that, all of that stuff going on. Yeah. The question I was going to ask you, what do you, what do you think about self-love? And it just seems like a lot of people don't like themselves very much. <laughs> do you have any, any, uh, any helpful tips for us as far as that is concerned? Yeah, and it's not a curveball. That's actually a necessary, um, you know, delivery there because self-love is something I feel that is absent in a lot of people's lives. And once again, it comes to a feeling of not feeling like you are worth the time of being here and meaningful. And we need to have more self-love. You know, particularly, I would say men, you know, we have a hard time saying the word love to our spouses, to our partners, to our friends, because we just kind of grew up saying, well, if I'm smiling, I give you a hug, that's love. <laughs> You know, but self-love of, of taking care of ourselves each day, you should have some time to yourself. That's self-love. Just being quiet, spending about 15 to 30 minutes, you know, being quiet in your own state. Because then you're showing yourself that you're paying attention to you. And somebody watching this will probably say, well, that's easy for you, Adrian. I don't have enough time. Uh, be careful with those words again. I don't have enough time. Which we, what you're saying is that I not finding a way to use this in my time and you can implement this into your day. So 15 to 30 minutes of being quiet, being still, and just being in the moment and doing something for yourself, complimenting yourself. You know, how many people get in the mirror and say, Hey, Oh, you're looking good today. You know, nobody will do that because they think it's silly, but you don't realize how the silly things bring up that childlike part of us that makes us happy. You got to realize that we are all wanting two things, love, and we're also wanting a little bit of attention because we're here on earth, hello. And so if we don't give ourselves attention, guess what's gonna to happen to you? You're gonna get it from other people or you're gonna demand it from other people. And that's what causes us to attach ourselves to the things that are unnecessary. And so self-love is giving yourself a compliment each day. What did you do well today? You know, And then reward yourself. If when I have talks, I usually will that night eat something that I usually should not be eating because I like good food, but I also believe in eating healthy. And so I will have something like ice cream or something that brings joy to me. You know, take yourself somewhere on the weekend, get away, you know, and do something for yourself. So that's self-love. If giving yourself a compliment, taking out time for yourself daily, and also too, I hate to say this, but, you know, just telling yourself, I love you. Not too many people can look in the mirror and look at their eyes and say, I love you. Because remember, the person you're looking at, the person that's looking back at you is the person that you're with all day long. If that person can't hear it, it's not going to hear from anyone else. Bottom line. I don't know if you've observed this. Like speaking of championing, championing up, <laughs> uh, I observed this several years ago that, you know, whenever a team wins a Super Bowl or even just this past year or this past fall when the Red Sox won the, the World Series, inevitably – Someone on the, and these, this is men saying this, someone will say, I just love these guys. I just, it, it, there's something about championship teams. And, and I know like winning the Stanley Cup or winning, winning the World Series, I mean, it's a long, it's a long season, right? And, and, but, and they go through a lot together, but inevitably they will just say how much they, they love the guys in the room. It's, it's, it, if you look, have you ever observed that? I, I hear it. I listen for it now. I hear it. Every you time someone wins a championship. You hear it and you see people crying, the men yeah. crying together. And it's just this camaraderie of like, we have had the same vision and we all did it together. 
And that was their meaning. That was their purpose. And they saw it through, even through the challenges. You know, when we see people on TV, you know, with the trophies and with the belts and with the rings, we don't see what's going on behind the scenes, the practices, the frustrations, you know, the disappointments, the doubts these, these people, women and men have, the days they don't want to come in and practice because they feel like they're not doing much and their coaches keep telling them to come in and do it. We don't see that part. And that's what I was saying about champions. It's like, everyone's going to struggle. Everyone's going to have a moment in time they're going to doubt themselves. Everyone's going to feel anger. That's part of human emotion of being here to know that we're present. But to remain and allow ourselves to just not love ourselves because we're disappointed, because we may have lost something or failed at something. I always say this to people uh, when I work with them, is that when you fail at something, that is a failed moment in time. You know, you're not a failure. Failing to me is situational. It's not personal. Many people take failure as personal. And we look at it as a situation that is past, is gone. What did I do next? That makes it be something you can overcome. And children right now, young adults, their greatest fear is failure. I've done my research on this. I've asked schools and teachers, what is your student's greatest fears? Failure. Over and over again, failure. And we still have that fear as well, too, failure, because we're scared we're going to let someone down. And so when we don't love ourselves, back to what you were saying, Rod, that's failing at understanding our significance. You know, and it's easy to love yourself when things are going right. That's so easy. But when you're not having a good day and you say, that's all right. You know, I always tell people, talk to yourself. We think people that walk on the streets to talk to themselves are crazy. <laughs> Sometimes I think maybe they're the same ones. <laughs> you know, we talk to everyone except ourselves. You don't have to just verbally say it in public, but just tell yourself, hey, you know, Susan, you know, you're doing all right. Just hang in there. You know, Rod, you're doing all right. You know, that, that, you know you're going to do better next time. Or, you know, or Andy, you know, that wasn't a great conversation, but you know what? You learned something from it. And to start addressing ourselves, that's love. And when I learned how to do that, to love myself, no matter what has happened, things opened up for me. And I began to express myself more freely with this Champion Up movement. And I began to develop this. Russell Wilson, the quarterback of the Vancouver, or the Vancouver Seahawks, the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Vancouver fans who like the Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a great example of this, isn't it? I, I forget what the statistic is. They in, in the last game they showed, they happened to lose, but in the last game, he, now he has more fourth quarter comebacks or has scored more points in the fourth quarter than any other quarterback in history. He's just so, he's so positive. He just never gives up, you know? And I think a lot of, when you mentioned facing adversity or facing failure and, and taking it personally, I, I think sports sometimes is a good example of that. Like if you want to, I think that's the reason why Russell is such a winning quarterback is he doesn't give up. He doesn't take it personally. He just, he keeps believing right to the very bitter end, doesn't he? He's a, he's a, His belief system is absolutely wonderful, Rod. I mean, it's yeah, just, yeah. he's the guy that basically when the meeting goes, it's not over until the clock stops. And, and that's how we should all be. It's not over until our clock stops, you know, and every day is a new day for us. You know, we get 24 hours, you know, and, and those are the, the actual value points of our days is what we do with our time and how we spend time either thinking about failure or do we spend time becoming stronger with our failure. And Russell has, you know, I love watching him too, by the way. You know, he's just a, a, a wonderful guy. And I think his optimism is actually what allows him to push through. 
because he has his vision, he just knows that anything is possible. And he says that a lot, anything is possible. And I know that's kind of a cliche. We always say like, yeah, Adrian, we've heard that before. Don't go motivational speaking on us. <laughs> you know? But it's true because it starts with belief. You gotta just, you have to understand that I believe the human soul, it's unconquerable. We have an unconquerable soul. And when we realize that we can overcome any adversity and that we are going to get stronger if we choose to, that we can come out as the winner, then things will open up for us and our lives will get so much better because it has to. You know, that is it. I mean, I just want people to encourage you to pass along the courage is what I say. And to start looking at your life and asking yourself, you know, what is it gonna take to me to begin to champion up to my life? Because I believe that we're all leaders. And when you have children and they see you doing things creative that you like to do, it will encourage them to also do that because we learn by two things, seeing and hearing, it never stops. Mm -hmm. And children will watch, they will listen and they will watch and they will listen. And so I would encourage people to just look at what ways can you begin to look at your life and say, how do I champion up to this adversity? How do I champion up to this challenge? And to look up the word champion, the history behind it, get a little curious about things and see why is Adrian all over this champion word? You know, what, what is it about it? And you'll see why. And how can people get in touch with you? Well, they can get in touch with me a few ways. I'm on championup.net, my website, championup.net. And on there, there's actually a free webinar that you can watch. And, and if you stay all the way through, there's a free gift at the end. I am also on social media. Uh, I have a Champion Up Facebook fan page. And I also have uh, my name, Adrian Starks, on Facebook. I'm on Instagram as Champion Up. You can also find me on Twitter as Champion Up. And I have the Champion Up app that's being released at the beginning of the year, which I will be posting on the social media pages. Great, great. It's been wonderful visiting with you. Um, I, I've, I said this in the, oh, maybe, I don't know if you, no, you didn't hear. Yeah, you did. I said this in the talk that I gave that at the end of the Get Inspired Talks uh, interviews, I've been kind of gauging, am I inspired? And I'm, I'm totally inspired. I was inspired the first time I met you. I knew this was going to oh, be thanks. an inspiring conversation. And I, I really hope that our listeners are inspired and I, I'm sure that they are. So all of the links that Adrian mentioned will be available on the getinspiredtalks.com website. If you're listening on SoundCloud or iTunes or some other platform, we will have them there. And I have a feeling, Adrian, that this is going to come out in the new year. So we can wish everybody a, a happy new year. Happy 2019. <laughs> happy 2019. And just remember that the new year is going to bring new opportunities for you. I can be the first one to attest to you that if you have something that you're looking forward to doing and you put your heart and mind into it, you will go places. I mean, I've been 2018. I went to three different places. I was in New York and Buffalo. I went to Italy um, and I was in Vegas. And these are all based around talks and being with people of like mindedness. And so when you open up to the world, the world will open up to you and to our members out there and to people listening uh, to families, please encourage your children to start thinking about how they could be the champion in their lives and have them come to the social media pages. Because my goal is to help these kids distract them from the negativity um, in their schools, distract them from the negativity on social media, and to help them realize that they are the wave of the future 
But in order to them to be that way, we have to start working that idea back into their minds, into their hearts, into their souls, and to let them know that they're worthy because we're losing them and we need to help them every step of the way. So um, I want to thank you, Rod, for this wonderful opportunity. And I can't wait to do this again. This, I mean, there's so much for us to talk about. I know we can only do so much today. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll visit again. And that's a great uh, way to finish up. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for what you just said there. So take care. All right. Thank you, Rod. Have a great one. Thank you.